podcast. Movie, movie, 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 podcast. Are you getting that? Is that another website you're applying to? Welcome to the movie, movie podcast, everybody. Episode forgot to look. All right, let's just assume one thousand. I am your host Tiggs, and with me, as always, are Russ. I you can't see me, but I'm conducting the fuck out of the start of this podcast. <laughs> and Peter, um, I I have nothing prepared. <laughs> oh boy, oh boy, here we go. Um, and as you can tell. We are about to get into the 96th Academy Award nominations, the 10 categories that we talk about every year. Uh, the nominations came out today. Yeah. Is this the most topical episode we've ever done? We've never been this timely ever in 12 anything, years. Honestly. Yeah. And with a lot of a, a, a lot of like entertainment Condé Nast sites are currently on a bit of a walkout. So, oh, oh, I like, didn't know that. So we're scooping Vanity Fair, I think. Yeah, we yes. are the place to to be if you want to hear snarky <laughs> commentary about people who all work really hard to get a little golden guy. Who got snubbed? Who didn't get snubbed? Who, who got flubbed? Who got who got flubbed? Get into the flub. And as Trump. always, we'll give out Tiggs's Pork of the Month. <laughs> Ooh, pork in the month. All right, yeah, no. We gotta get a sound into this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, well, we'll work on that for next time. Uh, I think that Alex at one point did have a soundboard, but we don't have to get to that for now. Um, okay. We've got nine categories to go through. We will be going through best supporting actor, best supporting actress, best actor, best actress, animated feature, writing adapted, writing original, director, and best picture. Not necessarily in that order, but we'll probably end with best picture. Um, we're going to go through all the nominees. We're going to talk about who we think should win, who we think should have been nominated and probably just a bunch of other crazy, goofy stuff that we usually do on this podcast. So let's dive. I don't know why I said that. Like it meant something different, uh, right into this. And we're going to talk about best supporting actress and Peter, would you read off the nominees for yeah, best supporting cool. actress? Uh, we have Emily Blunt, Oppenheimer, Danielle Brooks, The Color Purple, mm-hmm. a bold new take on a beloved classic, America <laughs> Pereira, Barbie, Jodie Foster, Nyad, and Davine. It's I do love Oscar season because you actually learn how to pronounce names now, and it's not Divine. Davine, join Randolph for the holdovers. Nice. Um, okay, uh, so just, just as the only person who's seen Nyad uh peter how is it and how are the performances because there are two here yes uh, i watched i watched uh, so I, I i i'm at home with covid uh now for the podcast listeners um Aww. i'm first of all i'm fine please stop filling out that card um i so i watched uh, after the announcements say i was like okay time to watch some uh performance nominees i haven't seen so i watched Nyad. jodie foster is great hmm. she's okay. really, really wonderful um and I think she is deserving of this weird grab bag category. It's kind of the most has the big, like the most like wild energy of all the nominees is the best supporting actress. Yeah. Um, Blunt is good. Don't get me wrong. Um, 
I did like America Fur. I really did like Divine in The Holdovers, though. Like, I thought that that's a good performance. Yes. The second time I watched The Holdovers, I don't think it grabbed me quite as much as the first time, though. Uh, and I am excited to watch Nyad. She's winning. Davine's winning every single precursor. So this almost feels like the one that, like, everyone already knows who's winning. So it almost this is, is the lock. This is, yeah, yeah, is lock. the biggest lock of the entire event. Yeah, for sure. Um... I haven't seen The Color Purple yet. Um, I haven't seen Nyad in The Color Purple. So going off of what I have seen, Emily Blunt was missing like one or two scenes to really put her over the top. I think she was great, but, you know, Christopher Nolan loves his men. So I feel like there was just there was something missing that is going to keep Blunt from getting the for getting the win. But I knew she'd get the nom. America Ferrera is a little bit of a surprise in 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 some respects like um i think she was great and i can't say whether she was or wasn't deserving because i really by the time we finished this i think i might be able to think of maybe someone else that should have been here nyad i don't know shit about and davine it's hers she's gonna win i mean and i don't know if i could say anyone else should win over her because of what i saw she was the best I so I think that and this will probably go as well for um, actress. I think that the only things and not that I would necessarily be putting them up there, but the it was interesting for May, December to not be nominated for uh, for actress and supporting or actress. Yes, this this is the one um, that that's probably my uh, like the, well, the big stuff. That's not like a personal one for me in this category is I was expecting um, Julianne Moore for May, December to get in here. I actually yeah. just realized that she didn't like, as I was going through the, like, I just, I've seen her so much. Um, and I'm so used to her being nominated that I did not really, it didn't really register that she's not, it's kind of weird. Yeah. Yeah. This it, it is definitely, it's really weird. The globes nominated Julianne Moore and Rosamund Pike for salt burn. They did not have America Ferrera. Uh, the Globes do six nominees. So but the Globes are so wild. It's like you never like they're they are not a bellwether at all for the Oscars. Like it, they 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 might narrow some focus, but they do wild shit. And yeah, uh, and they also have wild. They have wild omissions. Sometimes categories don't make any sense. Uh, like Succession won Best uh, Drama, and The Bear won Best Comedy. The bear right, yeah. is significantly more dramatic than succession and succession yep. is 75,000 times funnier than the bear. Yeah. It's yep. it, that old rule about um, length of the, of an episode is so stupid. That it's means so nothing. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. The bear yep. is the best drama and succession is the best comedy period. Yep. yep. I yes, think flip those two, yes, but so still give those two the award. Julian Moore is the big, the big, like, industry surprise uh i would assume that people like penelope cruz for ferrari ferrari who i think is a great in that movie i think there's some she is really good whether she's lead or supporting and that might have split some votes there um same thing with uh i I also i don't know if it's about history now because i think scarlett johansson's incredible in asteroid city she is um, really good yeah. But she's she's coming off like a couple big years of being nominated. I think people might be kind of over her and also seem seemingly over Wes Anderson. I thought Sad. maybe Sandra Huller could have gotten uh a nom for Zone of Interest, but I think people are already asking themselves who is Sandra Huller 
for uh, Anatomy of a Fall. And yeah, I think exactly. that's probably enough for them. They're like, we're not letting this bra get two awards. <laughs> Their words, not mine. Yeah, obviously, no. Yeah, they're directly from the Academy, I believe. Yeah, you can quote them directly. Again, yeah. we got the scoop. Uh, but yeah, yep, I think exactly. they're like the only ones. two noms for somebody we just heard of this year. Nah, B. So. Yeah. Big per- snubs on my like personal list that, that I think are a bummer. One is uh, Claire Foy in All of Us Strangers. I was going to ask if there's anyone in that. I still haven't seen it. She plays the mom in that, and she's really fantastic. Yes, I would have loved to. I think that was a that was a real long shot. And Andrew Hay, no, what's I'm sorry, Andrew Scott got in. I think in Globes, and but that was kind of I think the ceiling for that movie. Um, and the biggest one, I because it's just like such a big movie for me this year. Uh, Rachel McAdams in Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret. Oh I, yeah, that didn't get any love here, did it? it yeah, this was it might have got. I felt I thought I saw it somewhere, but probably not. No. I thought that was the one place it could have popped up. Um, and I think she's really incredible in that movie. And that's my, like my big personal, I wish she was there. And I think that's fair. Cause that movie is adorable. Yeah. All right. Way better than it had any business being. Oh, absolutely. Yes, for sure. For sure. All right. Then let's keep it moving on to the next one. Russ, can you give Yo. us the nominations? for the nominees, I should say, for Best Supporting Actor. So, actor in a supporting role. The noms are Sterling K. Brown, American Fiction, Robert De Niro, Killers of the Flower Moon, Robert Downey Jr., Oppenheimer, Ryan Gosling, Barbie, and Mark Ruffalo, Poor Things. So, I saw one of the one of the few categories where I saw every single movie and Sterling K Brown. I'm like, it's a little interesting. I just didn't see that as a nominatable performance to not to take anything away from him. But when I look at him, that's probably the one where I'm like, really? Yeah, I think awards bodies and especially actors just love him. He's like right. He's constantly Emmy nominated when he was uh, for what? Well, God, what is the name of that show? Uh, the Sad Show. This, this is, is us. us. Yeah, this is us at forty. Um, yes, and I think people just really, really like him in the industry. Would be my big guess there because I had the same thing when people when that movie was getting all its buzz, uh, mostly for like picture. Uh, screenplay and Jeffrey Wright and then people like well don't count out Sterling K. Brown and when I saw it I had the same thing it was like this is a surprising nomination for for a very good actor who's doing a a very good job and what's funny is like I get why people like Sterling K. Brown so much because I like Sterling K. Brown so much Yeah, he's He's not done any like he hasn't done a thing that I that makes that I don't know why I like him, but I just do. So when I see him there, I'm like, this is totally fine. But I feel like if I dug a little deeper, someone would be missing uh, like a, like a Charles Melton. That's the biggest. He, I thought he was becoming like a Dave. I joined Randolph level lock at first. I was like, well, apologies, Robert De Niro, uh, Robert, 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 Robert Downey. Jr. So I guess, Oh, really? 
Um, I I assumed Robert Downey Jr. was the big lock for this category for a long time, and then yes. Charles Melton came along, um, and there was so much talk. So much I, I think he I, is incredible in that movie. I feel like, and I am one of the people. I I struggled with the tone of that movie and its subject matter yeah. so much that like I acknowledged the performances were all really solid. But it was a very uncomfortable watch. And I feel like sometimes if something's uncomfortable, people just blow by it. And maybe he's losing recognition because it was like an un on very unfun subject matter. Yeah. Wait, what movie were we talking about here? May December. December with Charles Nelson. Oh, oh yeah, okay. Yeah. You know, getting uh basically preyed upon as a twelve year old. Yep. Uh, in a in a rip from the headlines kind of way. Yeah. Uh, this is, is this is pretty much kind of the same category as the Globes. Sterling Kane Brown is in. Uh, Charles Mellon is out, and they also nominated Willem Dafoe, who, I mean, deserves an Oscar at one point. But I'm very happy if one person from Poor Things was going to get nominated for supporting actor. I'm really happy it's Ruffalo. I went into before I saw the movie, and everybody was like praising Mark Ruffalo. I actually got a little like. I like Willem Dafoe better. But <laughs> then I saw the movie. It's just like that was my natural reaction. But then I saw the movie and I was like, okay, Mark, you, yeah, you, right, exactly. you, you, you did good. You did. You did good. He deserves this. Yeah. Um, I don't, he, I do not believe he will win. I believe this is the, the, the lane is clear for Robert Danny Jr. to have the standing ovation. Like this is his full circle. From uh, drugs to right. Oscar uh, winner, like he, he, this is the end, of, not the end of his story, but this is like if they ever did the Robert Downey Jr. story, it probably would end here, <laughs> and then we yeah. get words about the rest of his life. I think so he's that, um, getting this. Yeah, I, I think that he's almost definitely going to be getting this. Um, the the one movie that uh, with performances uh, that I'm. I guess that I was I would have been expecting um, for like this actor and actress would have been past lives, which really yeah. seems to have gotten just like looked over for most things, except for what, except for picture. Yeah, they're um, like, you're so good, good, but you're not going to get anything else. And I find that. Yeah, exactly. Shocking. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, that's only got picture and screenplay, right? I think so. Yeah, I think so. And that. um that's a great movie. If you haven't seen that movie, go see that Absolutely. movie. The movie's great. And they're fantastic. And like that movie is based on the, 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 that movie doesn't get a best nod of picture unless the performances are best. Yes. Right. I think, uh, um, you put, uh, John Magaro in supporting here. Yep. And I think between it's, it's a bummer. Cause like, you know, first cow got blanked years ago. Yep. Um, and I think he's been really great since then. Uh, he had a great year between past lives and showing up. I think he, he's the best part of showing up. Yeah. I think he's just right below the line of people talking about him and him being like someone that people are like, well, John magaro has got a new performance coming out soon. Let's, let's really pay attention to what he's about to do. Yeah, totally. But yeah, Um, he's big there. He's big there. I don't know if there's anyone necessarily from like you hurt my feelings for supporting, uh, but that would no, also not for just gotten. Yeah, yeah. I was surprised. So I I was surprised, but you hurt my feelings. Didn't didn't even seem to pop up at like 
goblins no. or indie spirits or anything Nothing. like that. I was shocked. I thought that movie was going to clean up in all little tiny shows. Completely shut out, like almost across the board. Very, uh, like, sadly, you know, it, it ended up getting shut out from everything. Yeah. Um, I think this is some category confusion, but I would have uh, honestly liked to see Jacob Elordi here for Priscilla. I think he was good. Yes, yeah. he was great. Good in that movie. Um, but that's a, that's a kind of a confusion about whether or not he's a leader supporting. I think if you really think about subject of that movie, I think he's got to be listed as supporting. Yes. Um, but and I think he's incredible in that. Uh, I would have liked to seen him here. Uh, and then, like, this is my category of, like, there's, like, little silly things I would have loved. Like, uh, let's not for somehow this is still the year that Knock at the Cabin was released. Oh, uh, yeah. Even though that feels like that movie was three years ago. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, but Dave Bautista was so good in that movie. He was really good in that movie. Um, and also, you know, some of the other Oppenheimer cast. I think David Krumholtz is in a position probably to get offered something soon. Because I think he's really, really fantastic in Oppenheimer. Um, Matt Damon, yeah. same thing. Uh, I thought, like, if we're talking who didn't, like, snubbies, like, besides Melton, it would have it would have been nice to see. Like, they love to anoint young people and repeatedly give them shit. So, like, Paul Meskel, All yeah. the Strangers, that, to me, yeah, was right. a giveaway. Like, that, that should have been an easy, an easy nom. But again, when it's only five and Robert Downey... Ryan Gosling and Mark Ruffalo are kind of locks and De Niro. I mean, De Niro too. Like there's only one more person who was getting in. So it's just stinks that this is a year where there were a lot of good supporting performances, but you're only going to get five. Yeah. Right. And the kid from, um, holdovers, like good performance. Oh God. Like that movie doesn't work without him being as good as he is. He's my one complaint about holdovers in the sense that I don't know where I fall on his performance. I really need to see it again. I found his delivery to be like constantly severe. Like every yeah. line is delivered like this. And it was like, I, I, I don't definitely know. Definitely understand that. Yeah. And, and I'm sure if I watch it again, that's clearly what the character and how a character of that, like status yeah. and place and setting and all that would talk to these people. Um, but it rubbed me the wrong – it was the one thing about that movie that rubbed me the wrong way the first time, and I definitely need to watch it again. And I think that movie will shoot up my personal list. And definitely that yeah, was th- my expectation. I th- I felt the same way the first time watching it, especially because, like, by, like, the second – or, like, the last two-thirds of that movie, that's – it feels like that's mostly what he's doing. Yeah. But I also feel like in that beginning third, when it is, like, him – uh, with the other like students that are there and like even like having the like the conversation with the boy like what's his bed and stuff like that you see like a bit of a deeper performance uh in that way and then you you know you can kind of like see how it everyone who is authority gets like one way and then like people that he is like more on the level with get like a different thing but there's just no one else on the level as him after that first like 30 minutes yeah. Yeah. all right so let's keep it going then. So we're going to uh, we're going to hop around at this point um, and we're going to talk about uh, best animated feature. And I will take this one. Um, best animated feature film. Actually, no, it's just animated feature film. It is not best, to be fair. It's just an animated feature film. Um, the Boy in the Harem, Elemental, Nimona, Robot Dreams and Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. There's one glaring omission from this list. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mutant Mayhem. 
There are two glaring omissions from this list. <laughs> uh, what's oh, the other? Totally forgot. Suzumi. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I I I never. Ex- well, no, that got nominated at the Globes. It did get nominated at the Globes. Which was um, and along with Boy in the Heron, even though Boy in the Heron won, and I, I think that Suzumi is a glaring, glaring omission from this list. Yeah. Um, but once you said Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, I was like, oh yeah, forgot about that. And yeah. so El- I need to go back to my top ten. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, so Element is gonna get nominated, even though I don't know anyone that really likes it. It's terrible. It, it was like the it. It wasn't even the little engine that could at the box office. It was like the little engine that met, like thought about maybe trying. Like it just, it was the little engine that stuck around for a while. Like it just, they left it in theaters long enough that people didn't have shit else to see. So it ended up being kind of successful. But right. I don't Un- know a single wish. person who saw it and had a good thing to say. Like no, it's and- bad, it's it's actively. I don't know which is worse, Elemental or Wish. But neither one of them deserves to be nominated for anything outside of like a Razzie. Um, now I only saw Nimona and Spider Man on this list, and I love Nimona. I did not expect that to even scratch the surface, but it was like animated beautifully, and it was cool, and it was fun. Yeah. yeah. Uh, to I, me, this seems like a two-horse race uh, between the boy and the heron and Spider Man. I think that they probably end up giving this to the boy in the hair on. To, I don't know yeah. if, if Miyazaki's ever won before, but this seems like the one that you just give him because he's never won before, and maybe he'll actually retire hey. this time. Spirited Away did win. Oh, Spirited Away. Okay, so... But, like, I, I could see them saying, we don't know if we're getting another movie by this dude. Let's yeah. give him his flowers now before it's too late. And Spider-Man, this is the middle of a trilogy. So this is their two, this is the two towers situation where they could be like, let's see if they stick the landing. If they made this many animation advances from movie one to two, let's see what they do in three. Cause I think three is going to friggin' blow the world out because I've rewatched both of these movies, both Spider-Man's a bajillion times, really one more than two, but I've seen two multiple times. You don't realize how much better the animation is than the first one. Really? It's okay. it makes yeah. like you know how Toy Story three and four look so good, and then you go back and watch Toy Story one and you don't realize how like <laughs> yes, pedestrian 100%. it was. Yeah. yeah. Sp- across the Spider-Verse does that to into. And That's it's crazy. weird. They just there were so many new techniques and animating on on different like wave like friggin' The cool one, uh, Spider-Punk. He's, like, cool. animated completely differently in the sense that, like, he's animated on twos instead of animated on one. Like, they do so many innovative things with animation in this movie that I think they're going to say, hey, Miyazaki, you got it this year, and we're holding a place for uh, Beyond the Spider-Verse, and that'll probably well, yeah. just win then. Yeah. But that's going to be the big question on it because the first Spider-Verse movie won. Yes. So this, they already have an Oscar. So you can even see them being like, you got one already for this series. We're not going to give you another one, but also all the kind of bad press that like seems to just constantly be bubbling at the top without really exploding about, um, the, the overworking. The what? So yeah. I, I don't know. I don't think they win now. I don't know where that goes for the third one. I do think this goes to the boy and the heron. Um, I really want to see robot dreams. <laughs> 
Same. I, I, I hadn't I, even heard about it. <laughs> I love a surprise Best Animated Feature nomination. Same. I've never heard of. Uh, they're always a good time. Like, um, I Lost My Hand from a couple years ago. Oh, yeah. I really enjoyed. Uh, Nimona, as we were talking before, Nimona's a great, great, Nimona's great fantastic. nomination here. Because Nimona was dropped by Disney. Um, they, like, quit working on it when it was almost done. Um for, like, a whole list of options, but, like, one of the big ones was, like, well, I guess they don't want to deal with, like, queer stuff at all. Right. And Disney switched over to really caring about Wish, <laughs> which is yeah, seemingly a very stupid decision. <laughs> yeah. 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 But, yeah, I, 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 you got to switch out Elemental and put in Suzume. Um, or Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which, yes, when we talk about year-end, I... It's it's God. I've seen that movie I think four times now. Yeah, yes, I, I it's a movie I put on a lot. Yeah, I might. I was gonna watch Nyad and or Rustin later tonight, but now I just might watch Teenage Mutant Turtles. <laughs> so good. Um, it's the, again, Elemental is not good on, so I put it on movie. Yeah, that's a great place I, to be in. I am looking like going through most of like the nominations today as I was reading through all the categories there, there wasn't a time where I really felt like, Oh man, this had to be nominated over this actor. Like I thought that the categories for them were everything in it was very good. Like, and I was like, I understand why these were nominated until I saw elemental. And I was like, this is just, why is this here? This is the one thing I just don't understand. Um, but we'll get to some other categories after this and see if we all feel that way. And with that, we should move on to scrolling down, scrolling down, scrolling down. Whoops, scrolled too far. Nope, no, not far enough. Um, let's just go best writing adapted. Uh, Peter. Uh, best adapted screenplay. American fiction. Barbie. Oppenheimer. Poor things. And the zone of interest. Uh, kind of what you would expect here, I would say probably, ex- well, the big question was where Barbie was going to get slotted. Right. It doesn't fit original. in adapted. That's it kind of bullshit. It's screenplay. It's, it's an original slow. fucking idea. And that drives me nuts. It's was just Zone weird. of Interest based on a book? Yes. I think so. Okay. Yes. <laughs> it's just weird that you have four movies based on, a, on novels, which granted writing that screenplay is still a lot of work. Like not to, not to put that down, but like what, Greta like and Nolan did to write that screenplay is so different than adapting yeah. something. Right. Yeah. It's just that like, the, it's the character that exists. I mean, I understand. I don't think that it makes sense either, but I do understand that like they took, you know, the, this, this property existed before. Yes, it's the same thing with the sequel. You know what I mean? Like it's the same yeah. thing. What's different about writing the Barbie movie and calling that adapted as writing the maestro movie and calling that original? That's right. fair. Okay, like, yeah, that, I, I I buy that. Maestro should also be adapted. Like, like true true stories have the characters, it has the relationships, and it has the events. Yeah, she didn't. They the two of them don't have that when they're writing as much of that when they're writing the script screenplay for Barbie. Hell, if we're gonna let May December get in there as an original screenplay when it is basically the movie doesn't exist if Mary Kay Letourneau doesn't do what she does with like that kit. Yeah. So, like, I, I just, I, I don't, I think we need to be very careful with what we call original and what we call adapted. And I think, like, 
Barbie was as original as anything else because everything yeah. is technically adapted from something. Yeah. Everything comes from right. something. So the question we is, have to draw is, a line of what can, what like, and I just don't think they drew the line properly at all. Did the producers of Barbie, which I don't know if any of us know this, but like what, like, you know, you can nominate, you can put someone up for best supporting versus like best actress. Did they submit this as adapted over so, say submitting it as original or was it not even allowed to be submitted as original? So things can be submitted for different things. They campaign in different ways. Um, like you could still call, so you could still vote for someone as an actress when they were submitted for best supporting. Um, so Got that's it. Okay. But for these awards, it, it gets decided on the awards body. So Barbie was showing up as original in a lot of places. And the biggest one is the writers guild put this as original. Yep. Oh, the that's, Oscars okay. are the one that put it on their short list because all the below the line categories, well, even granted screenplay is not below the line, but all the non-performance categories get shortlisted first. Right. And yeah. So those troubles came out like two weeks ago, right? And this was shocking. I, I as we said, like, I, I don't know, I, true stories and dolls take a <laughs> similar amount of work. Like, I don't know. It's it, 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 so this got selected by the Academy body to be a, a adapted screenplay. They were going in original and everywhere else, and like I think they would be a shoe in to win original. Yeah, I think adapted yeah. more difficult category. I don't know who wins this at all. I have no clue. I I don't <laughs> think Nolan gets it. No. So a lot of people say no uh, one's getting enough other stuff. You don't go there. That's that's my thinking. Um, I think Barbie is kind of in a fucked spot here because I have no idea what this category could be American fiction. I'm leaning towards poor things because I don't think it's going to have a great night. I think it's going to get like, you know, two big things. I think this is one of them. And I, I zone of interest. I just I don't think enough. People, it's not an easy. It's it's like, it's not an easy watch. So I don't know that people even got to it. Right. Uh, and I think the writing, while I really enjoyed that movie, I'm like I feel like it's directing, it's yes. performances, it's cinematography, a lot of other things in that movie I find to be stronger than the writing itself. I think the directing is stronger than the writing. I would guess my my biggest, or at least the one I would want to win, I think would be Poor Things. <clears throat> I think Tony McNamara um, was also nominated but did not win for The Favorite a couple of years ago working with Yorgos. Um, he created The Great, which just ended recently on Hulu, which is a show that I loved. Um, and, I think, that. and of what I've heard, he changed a lot of this book. There's a lot that he did in the adaptation. Okay. <clears throat> Um, and he would be the one that maybe would win as I agree that it's not going to Nolan Barbie. I, I, I just, I, maybe, I don't know. I think I it could. Really I don't know what else it's going to get, honestly. Yeah. I don't think Barbie Mike Barbie. I'm surprised only got eight nominee nominations. And I think Barbie might go home completely empty. handed Oh no, it's going to win a song. I think it'll definitely win song. I think it'll what was I made for is going to win song of category. Yeah. We're not talking about, um, yeah. but I, I think other than that, I think it might go home empty-handed. Uh, the big, biggest thing in this list is uh, obviously with Barbie being in this category, uh, Killers of Flower Moon is not nominated in here. Oh, I didn't even realize that until you said it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think poor things. I, I do too. And um, 
I think poor things, maybe Barbie. I, I, I think Barbie's going to end up having a kind of a Top Gun-ish night where Ooh. it's like this really big movie and maybe it gets like stuff no one cares about. But yeah. it's not I don't I don't mean uh, everybody works really hard, but I think <laughs> it's just not going to get the awards that most people talk about. Yeah. They're they're gonna like have a best box office performance award as well, and so that they can give it to Barbie. <laughs> right, like it yeah. it's just it feels odd that it's it it's careening towards not a lot when it held it would have basically saved cinema. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, I could oh. see this going to Barbie. I could see this being the one thing that American fiction gets, if anything. But I'm I think you're probably right that. It feels this feels right for poor things. Yeah. Um. So on that topic, how did the Golden Globes create a cinematic achievement and not give it to Taylor Swift? I well, yeah, that I oh, kind yeah. Of agree with that too. Yeah, I, I think the award doesn't mean, mean anything. It doesn't make any sense. Nope. And I think it nope. was the simplest softball they could have had of just give a Golden Globe so Taylor Swift gets up on stage and makes a speech. Yep. Yep. Well, and it, especially when you made you made a nothing award. So yeah. you made an award to have people it's like you you're trying to get the cool kids to show up to your party. Yes. So and if you watch that if you watch that Golden Globe speech that Greta not Greta, uh Margot Robbie did for Barbie, clearly that's coached from like publicists to be like, Hey, if we win this award, please act like it means something. Right. Like, yeah. Act means zero. Right. Nope. So you have to assume that the, the Hollywood foreign press just yeah. hates the can the the doesn't like the Chiefs, right? Yeah. They're they're and more like cowboy fans. Stage, and just like, everyone looks like they just won something important, and it's like this award is nothing. Yeah, it was really weird. Was Watching weird. that was just like what's going on? So weird. Uh, yeah. All right, moving on. Uh, let's do best. Uh, nope, writing. Parentheses original <laughs> screenplay. Alex, take it away. Uh, 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 <laughs> one second. Uh, no, uh, I'll do it. Go, uh, go, go ahead, <laughs> Anatomy of a Fall, uh, The Holdovers, Maestro, May, December, and Past Lives. I, okay. Okay. So maestro here but not adapted may december here but not adapted okay that's whatever we're gonna we're gonna move past that we're gonna yeah, um, ignore that uh may december's out maestro's out uh and i mean here it's it's a three horse race don't know how i feel at the moment i could see this maybe being like one thing past lives gets yeah, or they could decide that we're gonna do a holdovers night, and holdovers wins a lot of stuff because everybody loves that movie in a way I did not expect. And yeah. Anatomy of a Fall, uh, despite being like wildly high on my list, I just don't think enough people know it. To I, I think this, I think Anatomy of a Fall wins. I don't know who's really? in second between holdovers and past lives, but I think Anatomy wins. I would love that. I don't see it. Yeah. Uh, I just don't see it that way. Um, now, maybe I saw the movie way after a lot of the hype came and went. So maybe I'm just not really connected to where people are on this. But I just don't see it. I think it deserves it based on everything that's here. Yeah. Um, I would say that and then maybe 
past lives and then maybe the holdovers. That would be my order. I think Maestro is such a try-hard movie that I just don't I don't see it for Bradley this time around. And May December I just didn't enjoy. So there's part of me that thinks that like there's been such there's been so much press about how depressed Bradley Cooper was after not winning at the Golden Globes that they're just like, we're not going to give him anything real here. So let's <laughs> give him the writing one for Maestro. I, I could see this being the pity award for Bradley Cooper. Um, that being said, I think that it, I, I think that it should be past lives. Um, it's probably it's not going to be. Um, I would past lives would be my personal pick as well. I think it's going to be an enemy of fall, but past lives would be the one I want to win. I wonder if it's going to be holdovers. I wonder if this is like we're I, not going to give it best picture, but we're going to give it writing. I think I think hold I think holdovers. I feel like holdovers is is likely to win. <clears throat> I love that movie. I don't think it should win for this. I would love it if Past Lives got it, and I just I don't see it for Anatomy of a Fall. I'd I'd like to be wrong because I Anatomy of a Fall and Past Lives are two of my favorite, singularly two of my favorite movies of the year. Um, yeah. but I, I just feel like it's, it's a holdovers race to lose. It's a little more, it's a little more of an everyman type of movie. It, it's like something that doesn't really get made much anymore. And I feel like past lives and anatomy of a fall are a little specific in a way that will keep people away from them. And I don't think that they're specific in any real way. I just think your average Academy voter it's going to be like the holdovers feels like a movie that used to come out that I used to love. So it's going to, right. Work. Yeah. It's familiar. But I think it wins on familiarity. Yeah. Going back to a movie we mentioned a while back. Um, this is my holding out hope at some, like throughout the year that maybe you hurt my feelings would have popped up here. Oh, uh, that would have been, yeah, this would have been a good spot for that. Especially yeah. with so many of the front runners being adapted. <clears throat> I would have loved to have seen that here, but. Alas. Alas. All right. Um, Yeah. Any other snubs for this or. I'm trying to think right now. I can't think of any off the top of my head, but I'm just trying to like pull up my. uh, My old list. And I mean, I'm pretty sure the Pope's exorcist was based on all those books. (laughs) So that would. (laughs) Uh, Maybe like an what all of us strangers was an original, right? That was not adapted for me. I think that's right? a, I think that's an adaptation, but <clears throat> it is an adaptation. Oh, yep, you're right. You're right. Completely. You're right. You're right. There's any queerness in that original story, and I think the the writer completely changed that story around in a very, you know, incredibly amazing way. Uh, so then that really kind of I'm just going through my like top twenty. Yeah, yeah. this this is maybe it. I mean, it's pretty good. I, I, like good year to be Iron fair. Claw. Yeah. Like. Maybe, but that's that really... was that was well done. That's actually there should have been some. Actually, I haven't even that the, there should have been some more acting nominations for that. I uh, yeah, I think the male acting categories are so packed that uh, none of those guys were ever going to get in. Holt McElhaney, I think, in a much in a different much, year, that's a great supporting. Yeah, uh, that would have been. They would have probably given it to like Jeremy Allen White because he's the flavor of the month right now. But it right, really should yeah, have been exactly. Old. Um, that that maybe is the only thing I could see maybe missing from original. Yeah, yeah, I I could totally see that. Would that been have been original or adapted? I don't I even think, know anymore. I, it depends on if it's credited as being adapted from anyone's memoir. 
Right. Okay. Uh, I don't know that it is. I know there's been stuff written about the um, yeah. the brothers that uh, is, but I don't know that this was adapted from anything. And if it was, then here we are in that same fucking crazy adaptive category that could have been like 10 movies. Yeah. Yep. Ah. Uh, All right. Overall. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's go. Uh, should we do acting or do you want to do director for next? Uh, director. Let's just, in, in order just to space out director and picture. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. So, uh, Peter, take it. Uh, best director. We got Justine, Justine Triette for uh, Anatomy of a Fall, Martin Scorsese for Killers of the Flower Moon, Christopher Nolan for Oppenheimer, Yorgos Lanthimos for Poor Things, and Jonathan Glazer for Zone of Interest. Great list. One lady, but... What a world where I'm saying take Martin Scorsese out and yeah, put I in do think Greta that's Gerwig. The weak one. Like, th- this is wild to me that I think he's... He's the one I would cut. Uh, that's uh, it's one of my favorite movies of the year, and I completely understand that switch. I, yeah, I like. I, I would never take out Yorgos. I think that movie is transcendental. Uh, Jonathan Glazer just does sh- like just fucking unbelievable shit in Zone of Interest and uh, Anatomy of a Fall. I came to it very late. I fucking love that movie and Oppenheimer. This really is, movie. this is what Nolan was sort of built to do. This is his yep. like magnum opus. This is Nolan's award. I think he would. Yeah. yeah. I, I think this is, this is a, this is a pretty big lock. Um, it, who knows? We could be completely surprised, but I think this is really going to him. I, I do yeah. too. I, and I, and I honestly, there's stuff I liked better. Uh, there's movies I clearly liked better because uh, Oppenheimer, I don't even know that it makes my top 10. I don't think it does. But he, if he wins, I'm good with it because he, it, it's deserving. Like every single movie here is kind of deserving. Yeah. I wouldn't even be upset. I wouldn't be upset if he won because this is him doing his best job uh, at making something. Like this yeah. is the best, this is his like, you know, his final form. So I'm completely okay with Nolan winning, um, even though he made a movie that is on my short list, but I don't think makes my top ten. I think. I mean, I think that this will probably be on my top ten. I think that this is definitely Nolan's uh, category to lose. I could see taking off Killers. I could honestly see taking off Anatomy as well. I think that I know people are over Wes, but I do think Asteroid City would have been a pretty good uh, addition here. Um, yeah. Still, yeah, we're we're still in that weird confusion of like, why does the Academy Awards seemingly only like Grand Budapest Hotel? I don't yes. know because that was that's not that's like the weakest, except for Darjeeling it's, Limited, especially like. <laughs> As, as we mentioned back then, it was like that is the only time one of his movies has ever been nominated for production design, and it doesn't make any sense. They all should be. That any, is the thing that right. they all like, need it, it to be. It should be getting all of the, like his movies should be getting all of those all the time, yeah. especially yeah, exactly. for, especially for these newer ones and this one especially. That's like how seti the movies are. Like just to make the desert that they that they uh, shot most of the exteriors on. Why is come on? Yeah. I do want, so 
no, I actually forget if it's been nominated for anything, but it's weird, like kind of going through these things and and thinking about like what wasn't nominated, what was nominated and what was kind of like s- potentially snubbed, especially uh, for like the later of the year released movies and not seeing Ferrari, like n- not seeing uh, like around it. And I'm not the biggest fan. I, th- I think Renter is most better, but I do think that it's like it's weird tonight to see Michael Mann in his big comeback yeah, to actually be nominated for something. As I said, I, I I expected Penelope Cruz to maybe get the supporting actress nomination. I think she's phenomenal in that movie. Um, I think that movie is really good, to be clear. Um, but yeah. I I'm not surprised it doesn't show up. Yeah, hmm. Eileen's also another one that should that I've actually not thinking about it probably yeah, would have been. So good. I don't know how quiet that movie came and went. Yeah, because Anne Hathaway is fantastic in that. They're both the both actresses are fantastic in that, and they both really deserve like nominations. Um, Napoleon nowhere to be found. Good. It's it's below the line a bunch. It's Napoleon got co- costume production. Um, makes, sense, makes sense. Uh, I think there's one more that I can't remember. Costume production and visual effects. The killer also is that anywhere on any of this? It is not. Yeah. Good movie. I, I get like big, big directors coming like that. That's been a little while just kind of getting nothing there. And honestly, you know, probably, probably for the best. Um, I'm just looking at like my list of stuff right now to see if there's anything here. The nun too. I apologize I if my noise is loud because a dog just entered the room because she wasn't happy that I was not paying her attention. <laughs> what does the dog think about the directing category? As long as the dog, as long as the director doesn't come to our house, I think uh, she likes the director. All right, go leave. Goodbye. Go. Um, go. All right. All right. She's gone. All right. Let's go back <laughs> after then. Um, Russ, take it away. You got it. Actor in a leading role. Uh. Bradley Cooper, Maestro, Coleman Domingo, one of the most fun names to say, Rustin, Paul Giamatti, The Holdovers, Killian Murphy, Oppenheimer, Jeffrey Wright, American Fiction. That's the, that's it. That's the list. Uh, Okay. Andrew Scott is maybe missing. Uh, like I, I don't. This is this is another. Killian Murphy's gonna win this. Um, yes. And then Paul Giamatti would be the dark horse second place person. I think he's and a second. I, and then I think maybe Jeffrey Wright would be in in the third. But like, what, what's wild is Bradley Cooper is gonna keep getting nominated, and he is the like he is the fifth. He would be my fifth choice. And that is not a good place yeah. to be. He is always going to get nominated, but he's always so far from the transcendental stuff that other people are doing. Yeah. And it sucks. Like, I think he's got to stop chasing it mm-hmm. because like everyone talks about, Oh, he, he spent, I was going to say wasted. He spent six years learning how to be uh, a conductor. And I'm like, why dude? Like, yeah. Yeah, what are, you, what, are you, what are you doing? Like, I get it. Like, that's that's cool. That's nice commitment to the craft. But it, I saw that scene is like it's good. But yeah. 
It's fine. You wait. How much time did you spend doing that, my guy? Like you didn't. No yeah. one needed all of that. Yeah. I think he's he's like four years out from having an overdue narrative, but I think at the moment he's a little. We're gonna keep nominating, him, but not award him. None of it is like this was not. I don't know. I don't, my sure isn't all that. It's, it's fine. Um, it's not that great. Like I yeah. want, and I'm saying that as somebody who wanted to like it. Like that was a movie right, where same. I was like, "Ooh, this could be like." I go to movies wanting to enjoy them, and this was yeah. before I, I. And I knew, yeah, he's trying to get his Oscar, but he's been trying to get his Oscar, and he still made movies I liked. Like I enjoyed uh, *Star Is Born*. And that was really good. I love that movie. Love it. I, I just rewatched it, and it shot up my list for that year. That movie rules. That it's really, really good. So I was like, you know what? He, he it's still kind of musical. It's about uh, uh, it, it should be good, but it's just everything you've kind of already seen. You've seen yeah. this movie 100 times. Yeah, I think I might. I probably like that movie the most out of everyone. And still it's 10th place of the best picture nominees for me. I don't oh, know. We'll yeah, I, I we will. Yeah, I, I yeah. think that's probably a safe bet for me, too. Um, But so, yeah, I just I. I just don't get it, but yeah, this is I, this is a Killian Murphy. I, I don't I don't see any reason why it wouldn't be him. Paul Giamatti, I think, has a shot, but I, I think I, I I think Oppenheimer is a quote unquote important movie. Yes, and the right. holdovers is like a fine movie you're gonna want to watch every fall or winter, and I think that totally. uh, one of those has a higher place in like the world. Yeah. And I think Oppenheimer takes it and I'm cool with that because he was great. Yeah. There's a lot of like conflicting narratives in this category. As we said, like I think Bradley Cooper's not quite at his, he's overdue. I think Paul Giamatti is at his overdue period. Yes. But I don't think enough still. I think no, I like, right. Not winning is not winning for the holdovers is is the thing that's going to get Paul Giamatti an Oscar. Right. Yeah, um, probably. Um, I think Coleman Domingo is very much a, the nominations, the award. We're so happy. This guy that a lot of people have been championing, championing, championing blobber um, finally got in there. Like, ever, like the dark horse for Zola that he kind of got. Um same thing for like su supporting in Ma Rainey. If anyone cared anything, about, yeah, it, it's uh, nice to see him go from like scene stealer to yes, lead actor. And I think Killian right. is kind of similar. Like we're so happy to see him here, but I think the excitement of seeing Killian Murphy be nominated for an acting award will propel him to a victory. Yes, like yeah. so when, when you think like about that. him as an actor, like you go back to Twenty Eight Days Later, which was like the first thing we really knew him yep. for. That was twenty some odd years ago at this point. Uh, it was a and good movie. It was a great movie. I fucking loved it, and that was really like the first and last time he was the lead of something. Yeah, he's he, always been he, background. He's character. been a character guy, a supporting dude Scarecrow for basically movies. twenty years. So to see him kind of step out of that in a lead role and crush it is pretty cool. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think Giamatti, this is kind of like his return to doing shit. Like he's done some TV, he's been doing billions. I feel like he's back. And Jeffrey Wright would kind of be my third position for this because he is phenomenal in American fiction. He's, good. he's, he's really so good. good. And he's another one where I'm like, Jeffrey Wright, do more shit like this. 
Be yeah. do more things that that yeah. are funny. He is in so many he's dramas. He's in so many dramas, and he is so good at like just tip, tipping the scales just a little bit to be funny. Like he's the stri- he's like the straight man in this movie, and he's still fun, like really funny. I'd love. I'm like Jeffrey Wright, Paul Giamatti, buddy comedy. Let's go. In hundred percent in. Yeah, my issue with Jeffrey Wright is I think he gives two better performances this year. Um, one in Asteroid City. Oh, yeah. Really I probably would have really given him the Oscar for French Dispatch for supporting two years he ago. Was gr- he was great in that. And I like I, that he's joined Wes, Wes's crew yeah, of Merry yeah, Men. Definitely. He's my favorite Wes Anderson addition to this. Um, uh, I But I liked him better in that. I think he's incredible in Rustin. He plays um, Adam. No, yeah, he plays Adam Clayton. Adam oh, oh, okay. Rustin, and I think he's really, really good because he's playing slightly comedic, but also like comedically a dick. Okay. Oh, he like he's okay. so do that. He's so good at that. Even his even as terrible as the 2000 Shaft was. Yeah. He is <laughs> so funny in that movie. I yeah. forgot that. As that Peoples movie Hernandez. Yes. He's great. I, I, I'm happy that he did something that was funny and good because I want to see more of it. Yeah. I, I think in terms of uh, snubs, I think Nicolas Cage is like yep. a year too early in his comeback. Yeah. I yeah. Scenario to work out. I think it's a bummer that uh, I think Jason Schwartzman gives the performance of his career in Asteroid City. Really good in Asteroid City. Really, really good. Be nominated anywhere, but this category is just packed. Timothy Chalamet and Wonka. <laughs> a good time. Uh, yeah, Iron Claw is suffers from uh, ensembleitis. There's just yep, too many totally. people in it, and they're not giving. They're just not giving Zac Efron. Yeah, no. I think just, it's not happening. He's he's my biggest problem with that movie. I think he's a bit hit and miss. I think there's points in that movie totally. which are good. I think there's odd points in that movie. I'm like, you could have, you should have just used a different take. I think this is just a bad take from him. Yeah. Um, but those it's, are the, it, uh, the big ones. It's another it's kind of, past lives. <laughs> yeah, I. It, it's kind of funny in in Iron Claw. Like, well, it's not funny, but almost like the same trajectory that uh, his brothers have in Rising to Prominence. I felt like the actors had in the movie too over him. Yeah, like, that's I felt fair. like both of like all of his brothers. He had to do like the hardest job, which is kind of be the person holding it all together. But I feel like everybody else got like shinier moments to shine and did more with them. Yeah. Yeah. If that makes sense. I'm not taking anything away from him. I think he's very good. I love that movie. I will probably never watch it again, but no, too depressing. Jesus. I feel like everybody else was just a little bit better. And if he's (laughs) the star, then that kind of knocks everybody out. It's just he's so the star that, maker. He's yeah. the he. You throw him through the you know all like the fifteen tables stacked up so that everyone else looks better. But he's right. really the reason that it's all moving forward. I just think it's so incredible that there was another Von Erich brother who killed himself. That the movie was just like nope, didn't go into. But we're cutting him out. It's too much. Good, yeah. This is too, too unrealistic. No one would believe that five brothers died. Like Jesus Christ. Like oh. how is your reality? more fucked than the, the the film that is designed to grip us. But I that think was... they were right. One more death, I would have been like, all right, I'm out of here. Yeah. This is, I would have been like, this is fake. 
you like all wrestling <laughs> exactly um, um but yeah i feel like this this is a solid this is a solid group of noms i don't really have much to complain about oh speaking you know, of that, on the, the youngest brother in that i thought was incredible he's really awesome good. i've never seen him before like, and i nope. like him yeah yeah um and i it's uh, did Leo not getting the mention here? No one has been talking snub that I've read online. But then again, it's we not. are the first people reporting on this, so it's yeah. not a snub. It's I not, think he's it's, very good. I, it's uh, not. He's good, I, but I think he's great. A, I don't care that he's not here. No, yeah, like he's done a he's done a lot and deserved a lot. And this isn't really one of them. Like I think as right. long and as good as I found Killers to be, it it really wasn't him. Like I I thought. Even yeah. when Jesse Plemons rolled in, I was like, oh, now so I'm good. interested. Like, yep, 100%. De Niro, De Niro got the better ro- De Niro and Plemons had better roles. I think Plemons probably should have been nominated. For I film, could have but... seen, I would have been, I would have liked to see that now that we're thinking, now that we kind yep. of we passed snubs. Yeah. He could have gotten something and I would have been totally cool with it because he was great. Yeah, I do think supporting actor was the most packed category this year, that it was so difficult to make that five. Yeah, it's been a difficult. It's a it's a lot of looking back, a lot of really good performances, a lot of really good films this year. Um, but we're not done going through everything, especially in films with like several good supporting performances. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, everyone in the Flash. Anyway, Peter. <laughs> oh yeah, actress in a leading role. Give it to us. Uh, Annette Benning, Nyad, Lily Gladstone, Killers of the Flower Moon, Sandra Huller, Anatomy of a Fall. Carrie Mulligan, Maestro, Emma Stone, Poor Things. Does anyone beat Lily Gladstone? I don't think so. And if someone does, it's Emma Stone. Yeah. I think she has the biggest, like, narrative route to to win an award this year. Yep. Definitely. Uh, Yeah. Emma Stone is a a very close second, though, as you said. Honestly, for my money, I think Carrie Mulligan gives the best performance of the year. She does give a really great performance in this. Uh, uh, she that, that the maestro for being as lackluster as it was, she was really good. I think she's incredible, but I still see Lily Gladstone taking this home. Totally. Um, onto being the only person that watched Nyad four hours ago. I yes. think I think Annette Bening is like pretty good. I think that character is very annoying, and it takes too much of the movie to like like how she's annoying in that movie. Mm. Okay. Uh, which I think is a drawback, but she's just got history. She's been a, she's, she's a never winner that people are like, Oh, she's like way too, she's way too late. But I, so, I'm shocked to see her there. Here's this. I'm just throwing this out there. Um, are we sure Lily Gladstone is the lead is a lead actress in this movie? Are I'm, we sure? I think she is. I think I. Even I've been going back and forth on it. I, like I look back on it and I'm like, yeah, I know this movie is like kind of about is like about her family. Yeah. But it, it's really kind of. It seems like everybody like she is the axis that the rest of the movie rotates around. But I don't know that she's necessarily getting the lead role so much as she is getting like. A supporting role like she's more talked about than she is than she talks and yes. i i just i don't know it, it it threw me a little i'm i'm happy to she deserves to be nominated and probably win 
whatever yeah. she's nominated for. I just I felt like I don't know that she's a leading I actress. Think there's, there's like five or six scenes that if she made a big act, best actress speech in, we wouldn't be talking about this. Yeah, but I that's think fair. That, that's what makes her performance so good. Like the end of the movie uh, during the trial at the end of mm-hmm. the movie. When she sits and and has a chat with Leonardo DiCaprio, it's I think it's her silence and her very like her stoicism in that scene, which still makes her the lead and incredible. But if if even she had like four more lines in that, like one kind of uninterrupted like thirty second speech. Yep, she kind of yeah, she kind of fell into uh uh bl- the the blunt zone in Oppenheimer <laughs> where I'm like. These movies, one, they're both great, um, and they're so fucking long, these movies, and there's so much going on, but I still felt like they, like Lily was missing one, like a handful of scenes that would have made her the stone cold, like lock in my book for this award, and Emily Blunt, same thing, she's missing like that one or two scenes to really put her over the top, and it shows more because these movies are 45 hours long. So it's, I think that's what kind of throws me. I'm like, how did they make these movies this long and still find a way to not give both of these people enough to do? And I think maybe that's my issue with the Gladstone nom is I, I think it's, I think it's deserved. I don't think we got to see as much as we should have in a movie that's three hours long. Yeah, I could see that. I, I definitely understand that. Um, so then if I go off of great. <laughs> what was there, then I feel like, for me, based on these noms, it's maybe Emma Stone. I also don't know how Greta Lee is not here. Greta yeah, Lee. I, I would put Greta Lee in here above Margot Robbie. Oh, yeah, Margot Robbie's yeah, not here. Rob, yeah. I think you take yep. out Annette Benning, and I want Greta Lee there. But I think if you take out Annette Benning, Margot's there. Margot's there. What about, um, uh, what is, it? is it Kaylee? Kaylee uh, Spaney. Kaylee Spaney. Like, so good. Yeah. I think they were really like, hey, we've got time with this kid. She'll, she'll, if, that's if, true. If, if she was able to do this well in a, a Coppola movie, she'll probably be back. Yeah. I, th- um, I think if Emma Stone doesn't have an Oscar already, she wins. Yes. Um, uh, so yeah. I think Gladstone's going to win. Carrie Mulligan, as I said, is incredible, but I don't think she's winning. I think she's going to get an overdue. Uh, narrative. This will be her overdue one, yeah. Just because I think people are, when she doesn't win this, are also going to remember, like, an education from, like, 15 years. Oh, yeah. And and she doesn't, she's she's actually started, like, uh, increasing her output as of late. Yeah. But normally, when she shows up, she's showing up for something that is worthy of her efforts. Incredible. Right. So I just, I I feel like she's going to get one soon. But I think Emma Stone would if yeah she didn't already have one she'd be getting it. I fucking love Sandra Huller. Um, you guys are gonna be very surprised with where that movie is on my list. Um, <laughs> Number one, eleven. <laughs> uh, ooh, you're both pretty close. <laughs> it's on there. Same um, thing. If Natalie Portman doesn't have an Oscar already, she gets nominated. She would, yeah. Um, I think if Mich- I think if showing up was bigger, Michelle Williams would get nominated because I think Michelle Williams is already at her overdue narrative. Yeah, probably. She hasn't gotten a supporting yet. No, not a win. Right? Didn't she not win for 
called um, Chester, which was the big surprise that she was going to get nominated. Oh yeah, she, uh, did she not win for Manchester? I don't remember now. I don't. Um, maybe she did. Nikata, are we forgetting about whether or not I don't know? Award? Someone looked that. Oh, up. that's right. Uh, she she was she not even nominated. Uh, huh. Uh, she's uh, been nominated for five. She's been nominated for five Oscars with zero wins. Wow. Okay. What else was she nominated for? Um, Brokeback Mountain. I think she got the nomination. Yeah. Um, Abelman's. My Abelman's. Okay. Oh, she was nominated for that. I forgot about that movie. Okay. Uh, and then New Valentine. Right. Okay. Um, fucking movie. Yeah. What, she, uh, Thomas and McKenzie. Also, the titular Eileen. I think would have been. I think that she really does knock it. I think that's a great movie. Uh, I really. I, think I really. She gets it. a bigger role. She's yeah. gonna. A lot more attention. Oh, Michelle Williams lost to Viola Davis, lead actress of Fences, for a supporting mm-hmm. actor. Oh, yep. Okay. okay. That was a that, that was the that was the biggest. Thing. So, I think if what should have happened, Viola Davis should have been nominated for lead. She should have won lead. Michelle yep. Williams wins her Oscar. So that means Emma Stone doesn't win for La La Land, and Emma Stone wins this. Is my yeah. history here. That's a fun game. Let's do a whole podcast about that one day. That, that um, would be pretty fun to do. Yeah. Oh, seems like we only got one category left, and it's a biggie. It's oh, a biggie. Oh, name it again. Uh, Julia Louis Dreyfus is incredible, and you hurt my feelings. Yeah. Yeah. She should have been. Yep. Hundred percent. Okay. Best picture. I'm taking it. Um, American Fiction. Not going through all the names. Anatomy of a Fall. Barbie. The Holdovers. Killers of the Flower Moon, Maestro, Oppenheimer, Past Lives, Poor Things, and The Zone of Interest. Well, everything is there. Everything is there. Um, so I agree. So while I haven't seen Zone of Interest, I even without seeing it and just kind of like thinking about it, Maestro is definitely my number ten on this list. <laughs> Yeah, it, it's. I, I, I like Maestro, but it's an easy ten for me too. Um, um, I I really want to see Zone of Interest, but I would only put it at the last spot because I haven't seen it. But even not having seen it, Maestro is number ten. <laughs> yeah, it it it's hard to say what's not here, um, but I think once you get to a category of ten, I I just feel like this is. I feel like this is Oppenheimer's to lose. Agreed. Yeah. I, I think Killers of the Flower Moon, it, it I think it's it's award is that it's even here. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree with that too. Like when you look at how the the troubled production, the fact that it was basically remade on the fly, Scorsese's nine thousand years old and is still cranking out heaters like this. I think it's yeah. just it's like a it's happy to it's just we're happy to see him here. Maestro. Um, yep. Past lives. I don't know how it got here, but nowhere else. I don't know either, but I would, I like that. It's here. I love that. It's here. I love that. I fucking love that movie. It deserves every, it deserved more. It's just yes, it very odd that it is here and very few other places. Poor things deserving as fuck. Uh, one of the, one of the better movies I've seen in a long time. Zone of interest deserved. 
Um, I think I think it is the now the the clubhouse leader and making a kid watch a movie during school that <laughs> I think I think this is the best. And I, and I don't mean this as a knock. Like, I think it's the best movie to make a high school student watch about history. I agree completely, especially with like what evil looks like on the Internet and yep. pop culture now and how like invisible it actually kind of is. Yep. I think it is the perfect movie to show. We, we want to, we want evil to always be this mustache twirling. We're going to tie you up on the, on the train tracks. And it often is not that it is complicit complacency. And I think the zone of interest is, is one of the pre like, I don't mean this in a bad way, but it's one of the preachiest without being preachy movies I've seen in a long time. It is like screaming at you without you realizing it's screaming at you. Yeah. And I really appreciate what it's done. I think holdovers again, classic. It's a feel, it's a movie that we all feel comfortable in like a, like a really comfortable sweater that you pull out like oh, the first time in the fall. Oh yeah. Like when it starts to get a little bit cold, the holdovers is that sweater. Um, and uh, American fiction. I'm, I'm not, I'm kind of surprised and not surprised to see it here because it is like, just like purely like an adult comedy dramedy that is just good and these don't really rise to the level of best picture as much anymore because bigger louder movies tend to take up space and barbie barbie is deserving uh it i there there really isn't anything that isn't deserving i think maestro is the least deserving and the fact that it's here i'm like whatever fine fuck it it's well made I can't fault it. I just don't give a shit about it at all. So it's a great list. I really don't. It's a really great list, Joe. Yeah. I, I don't have any critiques. I don't have hardly, I have hardly any critiques. I think there is a very small chance that the holdovers can actually win uh, because of preferential ballot. I, yeah. th- I think Oppenheimer still has enough first place votes to do it, but I think people that don't like Oppenheimer I think no matter what, if you love it, you hate it. If you love killers, you hate killers. I think everyone has holdovers at two. Yes, I, I, I completely true. agree. I, I think, think holdovers is the number two. I think Barbie is also, um, you either have it at two or you have it at nine. It's yeah. just not going to move the needle that far. I feel like not enough people saw Anatomy of a Fall for it to, or past lives, or the zone of interest for them to really make it i do think it is it is a one horse race it is oppenheimer and the number two would be that surprise holdovers yeah i mean holdovers has like the same lane that coda had to win yes oh yes. that's true yeah yeah, yeah. Yes. For, to, for sure i completely agree because nobody doesn't like it ever I, yeah. I know somebody who doesn't like every one of the movies on this list mm-hmm. i don't know anybody who does it or it will Past lives, people just didn't see it. So yeah, right, I, yeah. they either yeah. don't like it. I know somebody who either doesn't like one of these movies or hasn't seen one of these movies. Everybody saw The Holdovers. And yeah. everybody who saw it liked it. Yeah. It's one of those movies where somebody I don't even talk movies with is like, oh, I saw The Holdovers over break, like people at work. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 it was good, right? And they're like, oh, loved it. One of the best movies I've ever seen in my whole entire life. <laughs> I'm like, all right, well, you don't see a lot of movies. But it's re- it is good. <laughs> It's very good. <laughs> no, it's really good. I re- I very much enjoy the holdovers. Um, 
I w- I, it would be great to see it win. Um, it's almost definitely going to Oppenheimer. Um, I can't even think of like what. I know you're saying there's a small chance for the holdovers. I really just think this is Oppenheimer. No, I I, I do agree. I think I think there's a slight chance. I just don't. I just think like the Oppenheimer. But then that means, are we really gonna let Oppenheimer win picture and director? They've been splitting that a lot lately. So. I, I think there's a worry about what does Christopher Nolan actually win for? I think he's been deserving for years. His movies are, he's, he's his, his, his one of his movies is the reason we're now talking about 10 movies. Sure, and, yeah. And I think people have always really, really respected him in the industry too, in terms of like his, his stress on the theatrical experience and, and all like, yeah. And also prayers of preservation and all that stuff. But yeah. And I think this is the one that's like, we can't let this go by because what would Christopher Nolan have to make instead? Yeah. Like this is it. He's going to go do something like a little more fun and actiony after this. My assumption is, but does he have like another Dunkirk in him? I think that's going to be tenant, but it's going to be tunant. Yeah. Dunkirk, I think is too too furious. Oh, into it. Uh, Dunkirk, I think, is incredible, but I think it's seen as more of like, oh, so Nolan's trying to go a little bit more awards directed while still doing yeah. his stuff. And then Interstellar's like, okay, so we can try to actually have emotion. But this is like it's the worst no, movie this, of all this time. Is the, I know. Um, this, this is the is... platonic, like, this is the movie we can give Christopher Nolan Oscars for. Yes. Right. And it is, it is like the best use of his talents. Yeah. Um, I, I think like this is it. It it is it, deserving in a sense. I'm just I'm finding it really odd that I think this movie is going to win best picture and best director in a in a to, in an age when they've really it hasn't happened that often in recent years that I remember. But I guess here we are, and it, it's seen as important year? enough without being too preachy. What uh, were, Parasite was the same, wasn't it? It was both director and picture. It's happened a couple. So uh, the Daniels one for Everything Everywhere, okay. uh, Chloe Zhao and Nomadland, but that doesn't super count. That was the COVID year. And then before, pa- oh, oh wait, there's more than I expected because Parasite, Shape of Water. Oh, maybe maybe I'm just thinking about my lists that I just don't see that happening. No, that I does. I thought that that was always a thing for like most of the nineties and like for growing up and like watching the Oscars, it was always somebody wins director and then something else wins picture. And, so and 2022 I, I it was the power of the dog and Coda 2021. Okay. Um, it was Chloe. Oh yeah. Nomad land. was a twofer again. Weird year. Okay. 2020. Yeah. Uh, do do we had director was Par- oh parasite and parasite yep so i guess we've had it more than i remember but it it just i normally don't i it normally still feels don't odd. think that that's going to happen oh yeah we yeah, had I, Roma in 2020 yes and funny. green book <laughs> oh god okay Oh, that was uh, 2019. Okay, so whatever. I'm not gonna go fucking 10 years back. It, I guess. Going. I guess it. I guess then the precedent is there. Like it's got a solid shot at just getting both. Yeah. 
It just oh, feels well. weird for it to get both, but it also feels weird for it not to get. It feels weird for a best picture to not have the best director, but it feels weird to give the award to both. So I guess it's gonna win both, and that's fine. Um, it again, I don't give a shit. It, it's good. Yeah. It's very good, and it's very good. It it will stand up. Uh, I think to historical scrutiny, and we won't be looking back on it like Green Book. So I guess it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, good with for it. Sure. Yeah. Whew. We did <laughs> All it, right. We did it. We did it in 20 minutes longer than we said we would. All right. So that is a good time. Is there anything else we want to talk about? Anything else that you all want to mention about whether it be no. like, do you want to say anything about the Golden Globes or do we just want to wrap it? I think I just want to eat dinner. Yeah. I'm yeah, excited to do it for top tens. Yeah, me too. Me too. Uh, I've got to find a place for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles now. Um, you can find us on the web at moviemoviepodcast.com. You can find Russ uh, as Rustin Credible <laughs> on all social media platforms. Yes, you, uh, you can find Pete as Pete Peter Reedy on Letterboxd. You can find me on Letterboxd and Strava as Johnny Tiggs. Um, Alex will be back for our Top 10 podcast, uh, confirmed. Uh, he says he might actually have a ton. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, he said he had a five that he could stretch into a ten. So I'm very excited for what seven through ten are. So it's going to be the top five repeated. Um, An extremely goofy movie. I just saw. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, um, we will be back probably. Let's assume. Let's not assume next week. Let's assume two weeks from now (laughs) with our top ten podcast. Um, And then after that, we we saw a whole lot of movies at the end of December uh, and into January and, and November uh, that we are probably just going to talk most of the ones that are worth talking about in our top 10 podcast. Um, other than that though, it's been real. Uh, I'm excited for the Oscars. What date is it? Uh, when is it? Uh, March 11th. No, 10th. March 10th. March 10th at, I don't know, we'll say 8 45. <laughs> something like that um on probably abc i don't know um yeah yeah. so uh we will probably also be talking about that and any craziness that happens there again first on the scene always the movie movie podcast thanks everybody for listening i'll see you next time